Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards and joining me today, folks, we've got the co-CEO of Impact Makers. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Jim Blizzard. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Well, Jim, you know, we always want to start here with a with a story on the podcast. Bring people into maybe a story that uh, comes to mind when you think about Impact Makers. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the purpose of this company and, and how it came to be. Sure. Yeah. So um, Impact Makers um, really was a, a, a brainchild of our founder, uh, Michael Perron, who uh, was an Anderson consultant, right? And he loved consulting, um, but he didn't like the business of consulting because it was just there to make people rich, right? And so he had an opportunity to um, uh, to maybe work or start a, a, a nonprofit, but he thought, what can I do that uses my skills um, and allows me to make a bigger impact, right? Even beyond just one, one nonprofit. Um, I found out about this soon after he started and got really intrigued, uh, stalked him just a little bit uh, because I really wanted to be a part of it. I offered to work for free for a while. I offered to, to uh, just see, it was intriguing to me that I could do what I've done all my career, but do it for a different purpose, right? And that's really what um, our consultants do is they, they, they are here to make a difference um, in uh, 
uh, the lives of the community around us and our clients and with each other, right? And that's that's really what we're all about. This is sort of those three stakeholders, and it's pretty exciting. And so you, you have this idea in your head that you're like, man, this is I'm willing to take this risk and go work for this company for free. And then you get in, and then you start, you know, working in the organization. Tell me about a time, Jim, where you're like, you, you finally, like it hit you. Like it, you, you get what you're doing here. You get the power of that. And what story comes to mind when you think of like an impactful story? Yeah, so I've got a great one. Um, so I was, when I first started, I was um, uh, really just, um, uh, I was traveling uh, to clients. And anybody who's done any kind of traveling for work, it can be fun and it can be crazy and it can be uh, frustrating. It was one of those frustrating weeks. So I was back on Friday. We happened to be sharing space with one of our nonprofit uh, partners that we uh, that we support. And uh, so I, I walk in, I'm kicking the cat, you know, just like just in a bad mood because the traffic was horrible. I, you know, just it wasn't the best week, you know. And I walk into uh, the break room area, and across from there is a conference room. In that conference room was parenting classes going on to help folks with, uh, with um, uh, challenged children, right? And so, and that was one, that was what, part of what this particular uh, nonprofit did. And uh, I look and I'm like, yeah, I should be, I shouldn't be ticked off. This is what, this is what it's about. It's not about all this other stuff that I just went through. And that was really uh, sort of a, a precipice moment for me um, that was like, oh, it's all clicking, I get it. <laughs> No, it makes a lot of sense. And and do you find that when you're, um, whether you're recruiting new employees, like they're all coming because of maybe a shared value, uh, mm-hmm. a shared sense of, uh, hey, I also want to make an impact? Yeah, I think I would, it's hard to say everyone, right? Uh, but I think that is the, that is the majority. We have people that will wait for us till we're ready to hire because they want to work for us, uh, because they want to be part of this experiment, right? Um, uh, and, uh, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's a, one of, one of the top two or three deciding factors for folks when they come on based on the feedback that we get. Interesting. And, and as you've kind of moved into this role as, you know, co-CEO, like what, you know, it's a completely different role, I'm sure, than what you were doing beforehand. When you think about like the role of a CEO in an organization, how do you define it? Yeah. So it, you know, I, I might define it differently than other people. I've never really asked this question of other CEOs that I, that I, that I talk to, but um, I look at it as an enabler, right? So setting that vision and all that, that strategy work is important, right? But really it's, it's, it's uh, balancing the, um, the needs of the company with the needs of the people. Uh, with the employees, right? And, and really, you know, um, I spent a lot of time asking the question, how can I help? Um, we've got, we hire really, really smart people, smarter than me. <laughs> and so it's, it's really, you know, here's where we're trying to go. How can I help us? How can I help you help us get there? Right. And I think that's, uh, uh, that's a primary, uh, uh, at least for me, that's the primary objective that I see. And I would say that the board also agrees with that. Right. So as long as we're getting to the goals that we're trying to get to, the how is the important part. So because I'm a consultant and I've helped a lot of other companies build strategies and, and all that kind of stuff, that's the sort of the that comes natural piece. It's the piece that is getting in, getting an organization to, to align and move forward with it is, is the important part, I think. 
And, and help me understand, and for people listening out there, when it comes to like alignment in an organization, like how have you successfully or unsuccessfully mm-hmm. uh, created a strong alignment among the leadership uh, in your organization? Yeah. Um, so I will say we're a, we're a, uh, right now uh, since the pandemic we're a uh, work from home or work remote first company. That's made it a lot harder to be honest with you. And we've uh, I'm struggling with that. If anything kind of keeps me up at night. It's sort of how do we keep that 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 alignment that that, that culture together, right? Um, but I think it, to answer your question more directly is trusting the leadership, right? And and uh, Listening to them on, you know, um, you know, try not to make this. I mean, some of this is the failure part, right? But try not to make decisions that are just sort of executive decisions and, and, and that type of thing. But really seek feedback, right? One of our one of our core um, uh, values is is foster collaboration, and that's not just with our clients. That's with uh, with me, with the leadership, the leadership with the employees, and that's that's really an important component. And so when you think about like collaboration, how are you encouraging your uh, employees or, you know, coworkers to show up, whether it's in a meeting, um, obviously working at home, you're bringing in the baggage of, um, you know, what's ever going on, you know, outside, you know, the, the court, right. Mm-hmm. You're bringing on those things that are happening inside. It's inevitable that those things may come into the work at some point throughout the year. How do you encourage employees to show up in your meetings? Um, you know, that's not a big challenge for us for, to a large point because of, I think it's because of our mission and, you know, kind of because of, of our structure. People come here because they want to be engaged, right? And so getting folks engaged is is not as big of a struggle. Um, you know, it's no surprise for uh, most most smaller organizations have struggled through the pandemic, right? And so that's been a little bit more of a challenge, but it's really just, opening opportunities to listen and not make it be so much about pushing down, right? And, and, and so go into that a little bit more. You'd say the word push. So you're saying more of a poll strategy. What's been an effective way to incentivize employees in your organization to achieve this, this common goal? So there's a couple, couple of ways that we, we go about, um, about it. So one and the primary way is uh, just recognition. Um, in, so we have a, a every week we have a we call it a stand up. It's not really a stand up, but it's a, a thirty minute meeting every Friday morning before they get involved with their clients, where we just talk about what's going on in the organization, where we talk about the successes of each other. Um, we also use it to to communicate changes coming down and that kind of thing. But mostly it's about just sort of building up and allowing people to to get the recognition that they need. Um, we have a, a standing shout out section. So people are shouting each other out. Um, it's not just us shouting, shouting out the, the successes. So that's how I learn sometimes about some of the great things people are doing is because, you know, Sally over here says, hey, John did a great thing this week. And, and, and I see that the, the value that they, uh, one of our values is care deeply. This is how care deeply came across to me today, right? And it's just trying to keep that, that dialogue going. And we've had, we've experimented how best to do that, and I, that's one of the ways that we see some true benefit is that just that kind of informal um, uh, meeting where we can all just encourage each other. Absolutely, and it seems like you're really going back to those core values to mm-hmm. look at and explain, define, which I think is a really empowering way to lead. I'm curious though, like just 
floating at the top of my mind, Jim, mm-hmm. uh, when you came into this role, I know many CEOs uh, or even consultants, right? They want to come in and maybe change the core values, maybe change the the mission a little bit to tweak it to their liking. Is that something you did or did you keep it consistent with what it was before? That's a great question. So um, before I took this co-CEO role, I was in essence acting as a COO, right? And we had a previous CEO that um, wanted wanted to refine the value. So our values, we had seven. It's a lot. It's a lot to remember. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with. So we we really looked and we did do a little bit of a branding or a, a sort of exercise where we, we went out and uh, talked to all of our uh, clients have hired us, hired us again, you know, um, as well as those who didn't choose us. Uh, some of them did, some of those did talk to us to and let them describe who we were, you know, uh, and, and what they saw in our consultants. And the good news is that's a, that's a risky thing to do, right? But the good news is that it, it underscored a lot of what we had in our, our seven value value list. Um, and we've narrowed it, we just sort of refined it down because there's some redundancy in some of those. We refined it down to the, the top four, right? And within those, as we describe them, the other values come out, right? For example, um, uh, uh, um, you know, um, care deeply. One of the, one of it is one of those. One of the aspects of that is to to listen, right? And you know, and, and that type of thing. So we just sort of brought those together. So we haven't really changed them. We've just sort of refined them. Another kind of quick story is when I first came to Impact Makers. I was I came in on the bench um, for at least a week or two, and I went out and talked to all our clients. They were like, "Why do you hire us? What what's what, you know what what's what's cool about impact makers to you?" And this was uh, to summarize, you know, and kind of collapse all the statements. One of them, the statement was, "Well, you're smart like every other consulting company, right? That's great, but you're humble, and humble consultants are a purple unicorn. <laughs> they don't exist." And so some of it's just uh, curiosity, <laughs> and on, on, on this this, the kind of people you hire, right? And so that humility is, has always been built into what we do from the very beginning. And um, I, I, that continues and, I, and our values sort of underscore and support that as well. We wanna be seen, you know, sort of as humble and value, you know, value giving consultants. I like that, yeah. It, it seems like your your values really do attract value to the company. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm curious to learn like more growth strategies. When you think about over the past couple of years, Jim, uh, what have been some of the, the core implementations or strategies or things, maybe broadly speaking, in your organization that you think has attributed to your growth? Um. Let me organize my thoughts for just a second. So, so I think really what it what it is is one of the things I, I admire about Impact Makers is is we are a resilient organization. We've been through a lot, um, and um, the pandemic was sort of a test of all of that, right? And so, um, just the we've got folks with great attitudes, right? Um, and 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 I guess because they want to be here. I mean, we had some attrition here and there, but you know, we've got a core of people that just really want to be here, and I think that's an important piece of of us making it through. From a growth perspective, um, we um, are, it's again, focusing on the people. So we are, you know, our, 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 our um, revenue is based on hours built, right? So the people are important. So we call it, we call it uh, uh, people, people-centric or people-based business development, right? So making sure that we're placing people in projects that kind of are, make them happy. 
right? Uh, Mac, you can't, we can't do that every time, but we're constantly listening to the kind of projects people we're gonna work, work, wanna work on. We're talking about um, what is the, um, uh, the new thing that's out there that people wanna explore, right? And see if we can find opportunities to make that happen. And so, you know, happy consultants equals growth at the end of the day, because happy consultants uh, deliver well. When they deliver well, clients want them more. Right, and so it's it's really kind of goes down to that. Um, you know, we we are navigating you know challenges and challenges within how the pandemic has changed buying patterns for consulting and that type of thing. But that's just standard business sort of re, you know reaction to the market that's going on. We weren't sure what was going to stick and what wasn't going to stick, right? And we kind of know what's what's what the new normal looks like. And so we're just a, we've been taking the last. Uh, quarter, quarter and a half to get ourselves sort of readjusted to that since we know where we want to go. Um, and uh, it's been success, you know, we're pretty, it's proven to be successful. I love it. And, and Jim, you mentioned earlier on that, you know, you, you've been finding yourself saying, how can I help you, you know, a, a lot. And that can oftentimes stretch you pretty thin, you know, as a CEO, especially to take care of some of your needs, right? Like you have so many things that go on and a lot of people in the organization don't really understand, like, what the role of a CEO is and how much time it, it takes and extracts from somebody. When you think about how you need to prioritize your time, if you had a pie chart, what would be some of those key areas that you need to spend time on? Yeah, so I'll, I'll preface this by saying that pie chart's been out of whack for the last couple of quarters, just because we've been trying to get ourselves re, sure. readjusted, re, refocused, right? So I've had to do a little hands-on. We've had to do a little bit of, uh, of uh, 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 reduction of our back office and sort of get some costs and control and things like that. So there's 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 less people in the back office to do that. Try not to get our consultants too involved in back office activities because they need to be billing and they need to make the clients happy. And we can't distract them from their from their their root their root situation. But but really it's it's um, it's I like to say it's probably in quarters um, uh, that strategy. You know. Uh, uh, and, and within that strategy is doing some retrospectives. So we've moved into a quarterly retrospective cadence this year where we're looking at what we laid out as our strategy. We're using OKRs to do that, right? So we have some objectives and some key results just at a quarterly basis. Uh, to be honest with you, in the past, we tried to do it at an annual basis. Business changes so much as quarterly, you know, taking some of the um, the, the, the learnings from EOS <laughs> into, into the equation, right? We're not an EOS company, but I'm, I'm a fan of some of the, 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 the um, principles that are laid out there. So um, it's, it's, you know, how are we doing adjusting, right? And so that's probably about a, a, quarter, a quarter of my time. Uh, trying to get and be engaged with the people, right? And, um, it's, you know, we're a small organization. We, um, we have some leaders and we have some structure in place, but I don't want to, we want to make it as uh, unbureaucratic as possible, right? And mm -hmm. so everybody has, I have an open door and people use it, right? And and to try to encourage people when I see great things happening, you know, giving them that, 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 that kudos, we have spot bonuses that we do. And so sort of adjudicating all of that is another, another piece of the equation. Um, obviously there's a piece that's around the financials, right? That, that we have to kind of make sure that we're on, you know, forecasting and, and uh, making decisions, you know, along that. And um, the, the last piece kind of related to the people, but it's, it's the looking at our services that we offer, how, how well are they doing? Um, are, are our clients getting the value 
out of that, right? And um, and what do we need to change about how we deliver? Or is there a service that we should drop, right? And we've done some refining of our services uh, because really we're seeing the marketplace is buying things differently and buying different types of services, trying to stay on top of that. So that's sort of that strategic piece. And with that comes some of the marketing activities that are there. We, we don't have a dedicated marketing person, but we've got a firm that we use, and I, I'm sort of the conduit to a lot of that. So those are the kind of the four large components um, of how it's put my time. And I, I would say they're about of equal, equal importance. Any given day, they might flip and flop a little bit, but on an average for a quarter a year, it's probably like that. It, it, you know, I hear it time and time again, it's very normal, right, for you to kind of go in and out of these different categories and pillars and just always an interesting question to kind of learn, like, how, do you, how are you prioritizing your time? And I don't think we all do a great job, but certainly something we strive for, right? Um, Jim, I appreciate you coming on the show, you know, really sharing a lot about the organization, some great stories about, you know, impact makers. And, and the last question I have for you is this, is the question we ask everyone that comes on this show. And that is, what is your definition of a real leader? Right. I think, I think I spoke to it a little bit. It's, it's, it's the, um, it's the focus on the people, right? Um, you know, there's, you know, overused term of servant leader and that type of thing. Right. But, but, um, it's really about recognizing that it's not all about you and, and, and things get done because of your staff. Um, and especially in a consulting organization, we wouldn't we would be nothing without our consultants right so really making sure under you know and, and not perfect at it but making sure that we understand what making folks tick and and servicing that as much as possible and it's a balancing act right so there's a i call it the balancing the the between the what i need and then the how can i help right and it, and, and it, it sounds corny but it really is there's things i need you to do as an employee but you know, do you have everything you need to be successful in doing that, right? Um, do you need training? Do you need uh, some time freed up, that type of thing? So I really think it's about connecting with the people. Um, and that's been a, a, a natural progression for me because I came in as a, like a principal consultant and, and all of that. And so, and I've been here 10 years, almost 11. And so everybody knows me and, and, and has worked with me hand in hand with the client. So we, we've got those closer relationships. So that helps a little bit. Didn't come in with just, Hey, I'm the co-CEO, and and I focus mostly on the the services and operations. The, uh, Michael, who's the founder and other co-CEO, he will focuses more on on board and and investors and and really um, the mission, um, working with our our community partners, et cetera. So um, so the external versus internal component of it. So it's really all for me. It's all about the people um, and making sure you're connected with the people and, and and humility, right? It kind of goes along with that. Just recognize, you know. I've made some unpopular, maybe not the best decisions recently, and just calling it out and saying, guys, you know, here's what I wanted to, here's the outcome I hoped was going to happen. This is not what happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and, um, um, you know, here's what we're going to do to react to the unintended consequences of some of those decisions. Absolutely. Well, Jim, thank you so much for sharing that and keeping it real here. Uh, on the podcast today for Jim Blizzard, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, focus on the people, and always keep it real. Thank you, Jim. Thank you.
Hey, Relators, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Relators.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.